What's up, Conroe? Welcome to a brand new edition of Nerd Thug Radio. We're hanging out here on 104.5, 106.1, the sister stations, and we're streaming worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. Um, the Nerd Thug Radio Holiday Spectacular continues as the Captain Joy Savage maintains his absence. Uh, but here with in his seat today is uh, Merce Rich. Yes. Yeah, returning champion. How are you? Doing well. How are you? Um, I'm doing better than you because oh, if you're the champion, I've got to, I've got to one up you. It's for a lazy guy. I'm, I'm innately competitive <laughs> on minor things. If we were at a buffet, I would try and outplate you. Um, and then little brother Nico here, hey as guys. usual. <laughs> I'm still here. Haven't gone missing yet. Yeah. <laughs> as opposed to threats that may or may not have been on air. Listen, even if you played it on air, no one will believe you that it happened. You know, you're probably right. Um, man, there's some weird stuff. This isn't, this is more sports than pop culture, but it happened to, uh, last night and I want to talk about it. Uh, the Cowboys messed up the coin toss. Nice. Good job, guys. And the NFL called in and made them fix it. <laughs> so just wrap your brain around that, that they got the coin toss wrong. Uh, now I don't, do I'm sure. Up a coin toss. Okay. I'm sure there's a very specific rule on how it's supposed to go. But what happened was, this is okay. This is what traditionally happens. The coaches will decide the night before what they want to do. New England Patriots notoriously always defer. Most teams defer. Um, deferring means that at the at the top of the second half, they get the choice of receiving or kicking the ball. Um, the Cowboys chose. The Cowboys said. They, first of all, the captains huddled up on the field, which you never see. Usually, they already know what they're going to say. But the captains kind of leaned in and got together for some reason. I don't know whether they were picking like an American Idol winner or something. And then uh, Dak Prescott said, we're going to kick. And then he said, well, we're going to defer. And usually when they say defer, they wind up kicking because the other team now has to make a choice right there. And they're going to, since you're going to choose the ball second half, we'll take the ball now. That's generally what happens. For whatever reason, the ref rolled with what he said first, which was kick. So if they had stuck with that, the Cowboys would have kicked both halves because they would have kicked first to start the game, and then the choice would have gone to the other team for second half, and they generally picked to receive. Like, we would like the ball. Um, and so it would, give, uh, it, would give the, uh, it would give their opponent an additional possession. Good for them. Good job. So the Cowboys screwed up the coin toss. The NFL. Now, this wasn't like secret, though, because you could hear the audio because the, the cameras are right there and all that. So you could hear him clearly say, you know, OK, we're going to kick. No, no, we want to defer. We're, we're deferring. We're deferring. It's like he mentally just hiccuped. And the ref was like, well, he said kick. So that's what we're going to go with. Uh, so the NFL called down and made them let them defer the second half. <laughs> Um, what a silly mistake, but one you can totally see happening. What? It, but it's like, and I don't know what the protocol is. Also, the rule that the NFL they printed it out and handed it out to all the all the reporters when they announced that they were doing this doesn't say anything about coin tosses in it. It's like the NFL can overturn plays based on, and it lists like four or five criteria. Coin toss doesn't fit in any of them. It's like dumb penalty, bad this, bad spot, bad clockwork, things like. It's like obvious officiating error but none of them are wrong coin toss decision (laughs) so it's just a weird thing on literally everyone heard it and then they're still gonna be like oh well 
I don't know. I think that's funny that the NFL, they can't get out of their own way this year. I think that's pop culture is they continually mess stuff up over and over and over. Sports organizations are funny. They are. And the NFL normally has their stuff together. I don't know what hap- what hap- what's happening. <laughs> I honestly, I think the last couple of years has been really interesting to watch them sort of just fumble through. Like they they can't seem to get out of their own way these last couple of years when they've never they've always had problems with athletes getting in trouble, but the problems have never been caused by the NFL has always been really good about trying to contain those fires and never starting new ones themselves. And then here in the last like 2-3 years, like they're the ones messing up at almost as much as the players at this point. And um, I don't know that this – we're recording Sunday night, obviously, so by the time you hear this on, on Monday, uh, I'm sure it already on the Sports Talk Radio will be the story that the Cowboys got special treatment from the NFL. So, I don't know. I think it's going to look – I think it's going to be another one of those things where people are just like, how did we – like, how did this happen? And uh, I don't think there's really going to be a good explanation for that. So, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. Um Anything interesting happening with you there, Rich? No. Um, do you want to talk about Friday night? Yeah, we can uh, talk about it. That went really began. good. Uh, yeah. It was a magical evening. Rich and I, we went on a date. and mm. we. Oh, no, that's not what happened. That uh, was Saturday. That was, yeah. Uh, that was, we had the Adventure Begins Nerd Thug Takeover. Um, it went great. We even had um, Sour Bunny Productions showed up and, and donated some art that we sold, so we raised like even additional funds. We were busy. Yeah, it was really busy there. I think you and I both thought we were going to kind of coast because Fridays are usually pretty chill. Yeah, yeah. They say normally after like nine-ish, it it, uh, it really slows down. It was packed after nine. Yeah, it was. It, was. it, 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 it was really packed. was. It was like Club Adventure Begins. We were, we were like, get out yeah. at midnight. We, we did. We started doing calls at 1130 where we were like, all right, everybody's got 30 minutes because at midnight we locking down. We are not going to stay late. Um, but yeah, it was a lot of fun. It went really well. And then we even, we sold the two last pieces like at the end, like right there at the very end, uh, right at the wire. Um, through the early part of this week. So today and tomorrow, uh, I believe, uh, Mr. Bill has said that he was going to continue gathering funds for let's bring them home. So if you still want to participate in that, you still have the opportunity. Uh, it's not gone. But also, you can always just go to the website. Let's bring uh, lbeh.org. Uh, they are a 501c, so legitimate, and you can help bring soldiers home. But that's what we were doing there Friday is we were raising funds and awareness and getting people involved. And a lot of people came in that I had never seen there before. No, it, it did. It seemed like there were a lot of new faces, a lot of people who hadn't you know, needed help looking for things. And, and we're asking kind of like new people questions. Yeah. I'm going to take full credit for that. That's a Nerd Thug Radio victory right there. It was. It was all <laughs> you two. <laughs> <laughs> it was a lot of fun, though. Um, so let's just buy a nerd store. Is that is that the yes. next step? I yes. Mean, um, is this something that like you want to do one day? No. No? Not at all? No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> You're close to like winding things down like age-wise. What is the next step? Um, right, because you I said you're only a couple you years away from like retiring from the reserves, right? Well, from the army, yeah. yeah. But dude, I'm only 46. I got 20 more working years. 20 more? Well, yeah. Most people, we don't, you know, we don't get to. You didn't do the fire plan, the no, first in, retire no, early. We don't, we don't, we don't get the uh, hanging electrical for the uh, <laughs> for the cellular 
business plan. Hey, listen, that cell phone money is good money, man. Don't <laughs> don't laugh at <laughs> it. Hey, I'm not. Trust me, I'm not. <laughs> but no, no, I um. No, honestly, my my intent when uh when that time comes is to uh just do volunteer work and uh, basically not have to be anywhere. Okay, are you gonna be Jimmy Carter? Did you see yes. the other day? He like he fell and hurt himself. Poor old Jimmy Carter, and like he had to get stitches. And as an old guy, when you need any sort of medical attention, like you look, it looks terrible on you. Yeah. Like the skin bruises really easy. So the next day he looks like a like an extra on The Walking Dead, but he's right back out there at Habitat <laughs> for Humanity, like yeah. chopping away at something. And they show him and he's hammering on something. And I was like, they've got to just set stuff aside for him. And they're like, hey Jimmy, will you straighten these nails out for us? Like, yeah. What do you think they have him do at this point? He's like eighty, right? Oh, he's much older than that. I thought he's he's got he's in his mid nineties. Jimmy are, Carter's in his mid nineties. He's a World War Two vet, I, unless I am completely wrong. Twenty at forty, and then add seventy. Yeah, he'd be ninety something. Yeah. yeah, which is crazy. The fact that he fell and then the next day is doing that because, you know, as we talked before last time, I'm a nurse and I'm telling these patients and these families all the time that like when Grandpa falls, yeah, they never get back to their baseline how they were before that. Is that true? Yes, that's kind of scary. Yeah, and, and ninety five years old. Yeah, Jimmy Carter. Yeah, Jimmy Carter. Yeah. Wow. I mean, I I tell you what, he has. The man was a hot mess as a president, but as far as to you know, like telling, showing the world what an, a former president should be like. Yes, he's no been. One, he's been like the no ultimate. No one touches that guy. He's been the ultimate like ambassador for like American class. Yeah, as a as a former president, I agree with you on that. Yeah, I mean I the only maybe um, the F- Bush elder. But he just wasn't. He didn't. But he also didn't have the public guy. The yeah, way the Bush Carter elder does. kind of stepped down from a lot of stuff in the last like ten years. Yeah, and he did a lot more. And that, probably a lot of that was health based. But yeah. he did. He he did more like Houston based stuff. Yeah. So being here in Houston, we he never came out of the public eye. Yeah. But nationally, you're definitely right. But he did. He did go on that huge. It's funny. It's uh, without being too political about it. But it's he went on that massive tour. Him. Uh, his son and Clinton, yeah, and they raised hundreds of millions of dollars for the Clinton Foundation. All three of them together, yeah. And then, and and then now everyone's like, oh, the Clinton Foundation's like the mafia or something, and now no one wants to be associated with it. But they did for a long time. They were they were intent on like changing the world. If if yeah. I remember, kind of the mission statement they were talking about was they were gonna they were gonna go into like these underdeveloped third world countries and really do the things that. Uh, so I watched West Wing, mm-hmm. and there's one where this uh, this billionaire basically walks in. And he's like, I want to hire – he wants to hire the press secretary, C.J. Craig, and he's like, I want to hire you to help me change the world. I need a project that no, that's too dirty and messy for anyone else, and that's what I'm going to do. And she goes, okay, you really – like, you're being serious? And he's like, yeah. She's like, highways in Africa. And he's like, what? And she's like, they have no infrastructure to get from A to – from top to bottom across – you know, left to right. They need highways. And it's just one of those big expensive things that as a country, as you know, as a series of countries, they're never going to build. So go to Africa and build highways throughout the entire continent. And he's like, that is really ugly and really dirty. And she's like, yeah, that's <laughs> what I'm talking about. And he's like, I don't know that I want to do that. She's like, then you don't want to change the world. Um, and so, like, it's interesting, like, the problems. that, But it sounded like that's what the Clinton Foundation wanted to do at that time was go in and actually fix those kind of things. But then Jimmy Carter's just been Habitat for Humanity for, like, 
40 years. Yeah. He's probably built more homes than, it, like, do they track that? Do you think Habitat for Humanity's got, like, an MVP every year or anything like that? Oh, I'm sure they do. But you know what? From everything you see about the guy and you hear about him, he probably is like, no. Yeah, yo, it, you think you know, he would turn it down? Oh, I bet. I, I, again, I mean, I don't know him, but just everything you see about him. And he that, does seem I very. Feel, I, have a, I get the opinion that he turns down more awards and honorariums and all of that stuff than the world even knows about. You know what I mean? He yeah. just he's he seems like he's you know, he's you know, he's he's a former president hammer and nails at a you know, at a building site. You know, I just I guess I don't ima- I cannot imagine him being the I don't see anyone receiving. else doing it. The only other yeah. one I see maybe doing it would be uh uh second Bush, Bush two. Yeah. But and the only reason I see that is just because he's so folksy. Yeah. But then he does a bunch of other stuff. He does all the bike rides and all that. Yeah. Yeah, and he does a lot for veterans too. I've well, heard. and I oh, kind I, of he does, I've but heard. I I feel like he should. Yeah, yeah. I kind of like. <laughs> I have a very. I, he's got a de- he's he, got a debt. He does. I think he has a debt that he'll never pay. Yeah. Um. I think he, coming out of it was my generation, right? So I was eighteen in nine eleven, and knowing what we know now about the stuff that happened behind the scenes in that time frame. Yeah. I very much feel like he like he should dedicate the rest of his life to my generation's veterans and just anything and everything he can do. Yeah. Uh, just be, I mean, it just, the more and more stuff that comes out about that era, about what we knew, what we didn't know, where we should have been, what we, where we were, what we were doing there. It's just like, Oh my God. Like, yeah, I, I feel like he couldn't do enough. Like if he started nine charities tomorrow for veterans, I would almost be like, where's the 10th. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I do. I do agree that Jimmy Carter is kind of a, it's kind of a, can you think of another world leader who would almost? It almost feels like he wasn't a president now. Yeah. You know, because you're right. Like the idea that he's going to go to Habitat for Humanity every day, because technically he probably still has Secret Service protection. I would assume. I mean, I would assume so. Because every yeah. former president keeps them. Yeah. I just have to wonder, like. How chill is their day? Like they go to the H E B and like one guy's like, Are they bagging his groceries for him at this point? Are they even concerned about him? Like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I don't know. It's such a weird thing because he has kind of gone like full one eighty from public spotlight to like, I'm just gonna do stuff to help people. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it is kind of weird. It is. You're right about that. He does look like the walking dead in that picture though. I can't find it right now. Hopefully I yeah. will. He looked it looked <laughs> and you're right, when old people fall down, they don't normally it's not that's a good way to put that because you're right. It, 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 uh, my grandma wound up having like a ton of health issues before she passed over like the last like 10, 15 years. And a lot of it started with a, a fall when she, she went to Florida or something and she was helping my cousin get like situated in his dorm and fell on a curb or something. And then just thing after thing after thing after thing. And all of it kind of started there. Yeah. Yeah, that is, you know, when you say that, that's a good point. You're, you're a smart nurse. Well, I... I I try. What's the funniest thing you've seen, like, at work? The funniest thing? Hmm. We had this, um, I always defer back to psych. We had this, um, we had, like, the locked unit, you know. So, like, these are the guys, like, you got to keep track of 24-7. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Someone is back there watching them. They're... Like when you think psych, this is what it is. You know, okay. it's their the doors don't open. We have to man, we have to. Which, by the way, would only drive a crazy person crazier yeah. if the door doesn't open. I don't know. Yeah. It just seems cruel. 
It just seems yeah. cool. But um, there's this <laughs> it's one. It's supposed to swing. Yeah. There's this one dude back there who just, you know, just issues, just constant problems, whining, stuff like that. And so one of our aides, one of the techs, took a um, straw. He wanted to smoke. Okay. He wanted to smoke more than anything in the world. A cigarette. A cigarette, yeah. Okay. So, and uh, I guess you don't give people like that. No, no. Well, well the problem is a lot of states it's illegal and because to smoke in hospitals. Oh, okay, and that makes so, sense. You're right. That, that, yeah. that does seem like a dumb thing to do. Yeah, and so um or to smoke in sick people. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so one of our aides took a straw and cut it about cigarette little shorter than cigarette length and took a red marker to the end of it and painted it so it was like a cherry on a no. cigarette and gave it to him. And for the next four days, he was happy as a clam in the lockdown <laughs> section with his straw. I mean, he would, you know, he would, he would, you know, he would suck it. Like he, he would, thought he, he would, was smoking. He would, he would tap it. No. You know, the ash and all of that. Yeah. For like, you know, the, the rest of the time he was back there, he was content. I got to think that someone's got to check his meds on day two and be like, we might be overdoing it. Like, yeah. <laughs> if, if the straw is still working after three days, we might need to just make sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But there's, there's something about smoking and, and mental health that they go hand in hand. Cause you'll see a lot of them too. I mean, you, is it the self-medicating aspect of it? I'm think? Sh- I think, I think it's a self-medicating. Because it's supposed it's to relax the, you. Yeah. It's the, um, not that we're advocating it as I no, said. No, it's the self med. It's the, um, it's the it's the it's the the ritual the habit part of it, and that's very important for people yeah. who are dealing with like stressors, right? Yeah. Is, is habits tend to relax them? Yeah, and so you'll see the ones that they're so hard down on smoking that they have the nicotine um, stains on their fingers. Oh, they're um, so like you know, let's say I, I I use my uh, my middle finger and my right index finger to hold the cigarette you know, and flick it with my thumb. Those two fingers, like the fingertip from that, like that fingertip to the first, maybe about halfway back to the second knuckle will have this orange color to it that they've smoked so many cigarettes. They've like stained their skin. Yeah, they've stained their skin there orange. And I, the only time I see it, I've ever seen it is on psych patients. Really? Yeah. So yeah. like if you, so like when you're seeing um, senior citizens and, and elderly, but they're not like psych, you don't see it on them. No. So do you think that there's man? That's weird. Do you think it's like the like the the fervor through which they smoke? Sometimes like you know like the panic stress smoke where they're like smoking very hard. Do you think that that's yeah. what causes it? That's weird. That's weird. I mean, when here here locally for a little bit, I worked at a facility before I went back to hospice and um, there was like a shared courtyard with a wall, like a fence between. So you can see and the other side is, uh, is like when you think mental health, that's these people, you know, the schizos, the okay. real paranoids, all of that stuff. And I was on like the, um, now you're a bigger guy. Do, yeah. do they tend to maybe make you, do they tend to maybe think like, Oh, well, well rich can, can work on that side because something happened. He can take care of himself. Yeah. Yeah, I get that a lot. But then on my side was just a lot of the the um, alcoholics, drug addiction, and then um, depression and suicidal ideation. And sometimes we'd be out there smoking at the same time. And so, you know, your you know, quote-unquote lesser mental health people, you know, again, the addicts, the depression, SI, 
they get together and like what you think when people smoke, you know, they get together in little groups, they're out there talking, you know, they're joking, things like that. And then you look over the fence at like the hardcores and they're out there smoking. And it's like animals at the zoo. You know, like you ever see like the tiger when they're just like. It's like pacing back. You know, he's just hard. That's what like no one. There's no three or four people standing together talking. They're all like individually experiencing their own thing. They're all individually experiencing their own cigarette. There's no joint social aspect but every single one of them and like i said they're either sitting by themselves completely alone or they're doing the lion in the zoo back and forth pacing do you i don't know what the right <laughs> question there is do you think that that's like a, a side effect of mental health is like they self-isolate so even in opportunities to be around other people they would be like oh i'm, I'm you know what i'm good yeah, I'm sure it is. I mean, think about it. I mean, you they probably burned every bridge they have. They're probably paranoid of people. You know, think about how people think. Well, and think you're, of and how you're at a hospital at yeah. where they're being treated. So at that point, they've they've forced treatment at that yeah. point. Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. That you know, makes sense. And, 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 and you know, th- look at how our society treats anyone who's quote unquote different. And imagine living that life. You know. 24 7 and so they it's nico we got to get him yeah. out of this tinfoil room yeah so you know so the, you know what i mean so does the charcoal etchings and when they do try to socialize it usually doesn't go well because they're not any good at it yeah because they're not any good at it you nico, know and, this is you we're describing you to yeah, the yeah who wants you know <laughs> yeah you think it's completely normal to talk about the aliens in your head and you know what was funny though is i'm, I'm teasing nico here but like i was very impressed by his whole little team of people that he's got now he's got yeah. like he, he had a lot deep. more friends there yeah. than i can imagine you could be able to pull together for yeah a magic this night. day and age people yeah well yeah and that's one thing is like he actively plays those kind of games and all that and i and i don't do that as much anymore i probably couldn't find five people who want to sit down and play like magic the gathering right now if i wanted if i tried but like Nico, like King that of the Nerds, like, man. That wasn't even my whole team. <laughs> yeah, there's that was a lot of people. That was yeah. impressive. Yeah, it was. Uh, it- we're gonna jump out to a break. When we come back, we got more Nerd Thug Radio coming your way. The Adventure Begins Comics, Games, and More is open on 1488 at 525 Woodland Square Boulevard. With comics, games, and everything nerd-related, The Adventure Begins is the one-stop nerd shop. On Saturdays, they alternate between having Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon. And coming up, they also have cosplay crafting and trivia nights and BYOB nights. They're currently offering a 10% discount for limited time, which will be valid for as long as you grab your books every month. Cox ATA is the leader in ATA martial arts with two convenient locations, one in Conroe, one in Magnolia. They offer courses for young adults, children, and senior citizens, and everything in between for people who are interested in self-defense, taekwondo, or various other courses. Be sure to check out the Facebook page if you're interested in Cox ATA Taekwondo. This is Rudy Townjanovich, and welcome to Nerd Thug Radio. Welcome back, Conroe. This is Corey DLG, and we're hanging out here on some Nerd Thug Radio on this Monday day. Hanging out. Monday day. Monday day, because like, <laughs> I didn't... Is 2.30 like the afternoon? I mean, that that's the literal definition of afternoon. That's fair, but when does it become <laughs> evening then? I don't know. That's a good question, actually. Because like, now sundown is like 3 p.m. That's true. So, I always try to... like I don't, I don't, I don't know where we made these time, like, time decisions. <laughs> 
Well, afternoon is just afternoon. You right, could technically I know. say afternoon at like 9 p.m. Yeah, and you could say it at 12.01. Like, see, that that feels very undefinitive. It's very definitive if you're going to go by a naming scheme. Yeah, but I mean, if it works, if it's something covers half of the day, literally, then it's not very defined. No. It's intentionally vague to be useful. Well, then, is it useful? It doesn't help really in our language. Yeah, see? See what's... See the controversy afternoon has already stirred? <laughs> it's useless. Um, so Ryan Reynolds and Michael Bay just released a new movie on Netflix on Friday. Did you hear about this one? Oh, no, I think I've seen like a trailer for it, and that's it. Yeah, Six that's Underground is what it's called. Six Underground. All right. Uh, I watched it over the weekend. Was it good? No. Cool. No, I wasn't expecting it to. It really wasn't. Trailer wasn't really that interesting. I think was it a, was it an action movie with lots of explosions and cool car chases? It was. All right then. Uh, so Michael Bay, like it was, it was signature Michael Bay. Every set piece, like every action piece, was massive. So like, this was Michael Bay on steroids. This is. Did it have Transformers in it? <laughs> I mean, it was the only thing. Short of that, yes. Okay, so here's what's interesting to me about it. Um. This shows me, at least, that there's some degree of filter between what Michael Bay wants to do and what makes it to the big screen. Because this movie clearly didn't have that level of filter um, because it was so over the top. Is that a bad thing? We're talking about an action movie? Honestly, yes. I, I think so. I think it was... I think Say that to the seven Fast and the Furious movie. <laughs> no, no. This was... Okay, all right, okay. So these massive... There's a... The, it opens up with a massive car chase, okay? All right. So um, we're not too far off so far. Right. Huge <laughs> car chase. But one thing that the Fast and the Furious and even the other Michael Bay movies does in these car chases is they've really... They usually kind of downplay the traumatic, violent element of a car chase. So, like, normally when one of these cars flips over and spins a hundred times and smashes down and firework explodes and all that, you don't see what happens to the people. In yeah, this cause, one... because we, we don't want to see people die. <laughs> right. In this one, there's, like, zero pullback. Oh, you just, you just so watch like the guy, you, like, super die? Yeah. So, like, people are landing, like, right in front of the camera and, like, with stuff sticking out of them and all. Like, Ooh. and, like, bent weird. And, like, there's... I mean, it's... It was it was brutal. It was a very brutal movie. So it rated R. I don't think it was. It might not have been. Netflix doesn't have to rate stuff, oh, and I think that fair. might be. I kind of forgot about that. I think that might be part of why they did this. So I think Ryan Reynolds. I think this shows that Ryan Reynolds and Michael Bay both need. They need a governor. Switch. They need limits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. They want, it, they want it to be extreme with no e. Like this is all in, boys. This is, yeah. This, this is, is like the 90s. moment. This is where we're going. This is nineties extreme. Yeah. This is. I mean, it was very. At one point, uh, the the driver, the guy, their their car specialist is James Franco, and at one point he he like sideswipes two guys who just rolled out of a car that had flipped. And he sidesides them with his car and slams them into something. And Ryan Reynolds is like freaking out in the passenger seat. He's like, oh my God. Oh my God. And like, it's just, I feel like a lot of it, I think, was like, they were like, okay, Ryan, do some Ryan Reynolds stuff here. Like, just be <laughs> Ryan y right here. Um, and it just kind of, it, it falls a little short. 
Also, I'm trying not to give like too much away because it just came out on Friday. Um, there's this weird thing they do at the end. The characters, the premise of the movie is that they've all faked their deaths so that now there's no consequences to what they do in the world. And they are targeting terrible people to make the world a better place without repercussions. So it's kind of like Ronan from like Endgame where he was like going after like mobsters and stuff. Yes, except this guy's going, they're going, they're going even bigger. They're going after the president of Turkmenistan, who they have decided <laughs> is a bad guy. Uh, and they portray him as a bad guy in the movie. But, um, but that's what they're, they're trying to create a coup in Turkmenistan. That's, the, that's their mission. Um, and so everything they do is, is towards that goal. But the reality is, like, it's just, it's, the action scenes were too much. It was too big. There was too Too extreme. And then, like, the premise is that Ryan Reynolds is specifically wanting all these characters to be loners. So, like, he, they all go by numbers. They don't go by names. Well, the new guy they bring on, he doesn't buy into that. He doesn't leave people behind. He's a soldier. He's a hero. And so, like, after he saves one of the guy's lives... He's like, he's like, he introduces himself and he's like, man, I don't care what number you are. Like, this is my name. What's your name? And so then all of them are introducing themselves and Ryan Reynolds is like butthurt about it. And he's like, well, I'm still one. And, um, well, yeah, cause he got to be one. <laughs> yeah. Well, cause it's his, t- like, this is all his idea. This is his team. He's, he's the one who's decided this. Uh, but like they keep hinting throughout the movie that like he had this interesting romantic encounter and then like it must have ended badly or something must have happened. But then at the end, no, she's still alive and she's just fine. Like, I don't understand. There's no, like, it, you would, they've built it the whole way through that there's, like, a tragedy and that's why he is the way he is. And then at the end, it's not, there's no tragedy at all. There's nothing to that at all. The tragedy that he is the way he is and that nothing <laughs> made him this way. Right, like, he's just a jerk. <laughs> and I was like, wait, so he just, wait, she's a lot? Wait, I don't, and so, like, the last five minutes, it's like after everything's happened, it's the big finale, the big wrap-up. And now they're like showing these guys kind of moving on to the next thing, but now they're the rules are different now because now they're they're a team now. They're not just numbers. And so, you know, they're showing Ryan Reynolds and they're kind of showing like his his personal situation and they're sh- showing him like watch her from like afar. And I'm like, wait, she's alive? Like one <laughs> like the whole time they've been hinting that everyone's got these things going on. Like, I don't what like when in the beginning of the movie when when they show him faking his death her pictures are on there like it makes it seem like she's dead and this is what he's doing to make like himself feel better no she's alive she's alive it's like the dumbest like which well, is it just goes to show you you don't need tragedy to make you a terrible person yeah i mean i yeah. guess so i guess so i i don't know i just i feel like it was an it was an awful movie in the sense that was it awful or just too extreme <laughs> I don't know. I'm just there's a difference. Yeah, I don't think there's a difference at all. I, you could see though there's they need it. Definitely a difference. Have you? Do you watch a lot of the Michael Bay films, Transformers? I've seen enough to know. Do you, Do you feel like they're like works of art by any stretch of the imagination? <laughs> no. I just it was really weird to me to see. He keeps firework people in business. He really, yeah. I was first thing I thought about like one of the very first car crashes, fireworks go off underneath the car, and I'm like, why? Like, why is all these like streamers and screamers shooting out from underneath this automobile? Like. What happened? <laughs> Michael Bay has a very deep relationship with all his pyro people. Yeah, those are his best friends. Uh, I don't know, man. It was just kind of... Terrible? Yeah. 
Yeah, it really was. It was sorry, it was kind of a big disappointment. Yeah, and I I cuz I knew nothing about this movie. You so looked I it up right here. It, and it wasn't James Franco. You got Oh, they it's got Dave the, Franco. They got the the Stephen Baldwin of the Franco family. Yeah, yeah I always Dave I get a mix, I always get it mixed up and I shouldn't because James Franco is the creepy one and Dave Franco is like the cool one. <laughs> Dave Franco is the one that like Hollywood likes to be around and James Franco is the one who's like weird. Yeah, he does like art and all sorts of other stuff, but they're also like, occasionally he's gotten caught like, I, I don't know. Uh, in this Me Too era, his name has been brought up before. Let's say it that way. That's a nice way to say that. Um, he like tendered somebody who, he tender matched somebody and the, the girl told him in the messages that like she's not 18, she's younger. And that didn't deter him from wanting to hang out with her. Fair, also her fault that she was on Tinder in the first place. Well, okay, so I've always... Um, you shouldn't be on dating apps if you're not old enough to be on them. That's a personal opinion. I, I'm with you. Okay, so this is a personal and this is like a weird sketchy space to be in, but like I hear cases sometimes where I think like, I don't know that that's the guy's fault. And I don't want, I'm don't. i not trying to like justify or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, we're not justifying him. But like, like, it's different when he when he Once proceeds, they know, yes. Yeah, like if, if at first he's like, hey, what's poppin'? And then she's like, I'm 17. And him being like, my okay. apologies i'm leaving yeah. yeah like then it's like okay that's clearly that that's 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 what that's, you should do right if you meet someone at a bar and then they're like i'm actually 17 like that's not that's not your fault you approach them it's right. their fault for being there right so but like, when you're like i don't care then there's a problem there was a story um and obviously like when you're on those web when you're on those lists and all that it's a really detrimental thing and it probably should be i'm not i'm not sure but if you're on there and you're not and you shouldn't be or it's a weird situation, I kind of feel for those people. And then so like there was a story um, that I remember reading and I always think about it because it seems as a single guy this is probably like one of my biggest fears. This guy goes to a bar and he meets a girl and they, they go home and they hang out and whatever happens. And like days later, she's telling her friends about it. And the mom hears it. And it turns out that she's not 21 and shouldn't have been in the bar. She's actually like 16. So now this guy gets in trouble for all of that. And that's that's sort of where I'm like that like, doesn't that doesn't make that wasn't his fault that doesn't seem like it would be his fault and I don't know enough details to advocate for anybody or anything like that but I always it's always like my biggest fear is like the people I'm interacting with are they who they say they are because then you have no way ignorance isn't excuse so Ex- there's nothing. excuse me ma'am would you please take Could out I your ID your ID please and so like certain certain websites and certain things they do verify. Um, I feel like one of the apps I'm on, I, it did verify me. I don't remember which one now, though. They wanted you to like, send a picture of your like ID. Yeah, I had to send a photo, like a, a picture of my driver's license. I want to say it was Hinge that has you do that. But it might have been Bumble. One of the two of them, you do verify your identity, um, I think, if I remember correctly. I've been on both of them for so long, I don't remember now. But one of the dating apps did make me verify. But I don't know, like, they don't all do that. You know, like, also, I do see people who they have the wrong age, like on a Tinder It'll say like twenty four, and then in the notes it'll be like not really twenty four, only twenty one, and it's like, why? <laughs> also, that means if they've been on there for any real length of time, like they've been lying. <laughs> I was only nineteen, but my tender said twenty two. Like that could be a problem. Some people don't want that. Uh, but yeah, I definitely think that there's some just sketchy stuff that can come up, and James Franco always gets in the middle of it, and so. So but everyone yeah. likes Dave Franco, and he's yeah. the one that's in the movie, so that's all that matters. Yeah, everyone <laughs> does like Dave Franco. Dave Franco's a cool guy. Dave Franco's the cool yeah. one. He's actually the one that's in, uh, what's the movie with Seth Rogen? Uh, Neighbors. Mm. And then Neighbors 2. 
Um, but yeah, he's 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 funnier. But yeah, he is the one that's in it. But um, the the girls that were in it were gorgeous. But I don't think I've ever seen either one of them in anything. That's a Michael Bay thing. That is a Michael <laughs> Bay. He will find beautiful <laughs> women and cast them in movie. Megan Fox. It was her whole career in Michael Bay. That's for sure. Um, and I, if you remember, at the time they just basically said he. Um, I remember seeing an interview where he told his casting agent to just find him the most beautiful girl who could play an 18-year-old in the world. Just find me the, the most attractive 18-year-old on the planet is basically what he told her. And then he Maybe. came up with Megan Fox. I mean, that worked out for her. It did work out for her. And I, you know what? It's hard to say that he was wrong. No. Like, she was a, she was, she was great looking for, for not a, you know what's weird is everyone has to take tear her down because she's so attractive. Is that like they point out her thumbs are weird and she does have weird thumbs. I've heard that she has weird thumbs, but people point it out. Like people are very specific. They're like, oh, yeah, yeah, but, but have you seen her thumbs? It's like, yeah, but have you seen the rest of her? <laughs> right, <laughs> right. If we're picking out flaws in people, everyone's got them, and I'll accept weird thumbs as like a that's not a deal breaker. Whatever, dude. Yeah, I'll power through the weird thumb thing. Looking at it here, that uh, Malene Laurent, who was in the movie, she's the in real life she's blonde. I don't okay. know if she was blonde. Yeah, there was the a movie. blonde and there was a Hispanic dark haired. Yeah, she's um. The only reason I know was because our best friend Google. She was the um, theater owner in Inglorious Bastards. Yeah, that was her. Holy smokes, you're right. Yeah, that and was trust her. Me, like I said, if it wasn't for my best friend Google, there's no way I knew that. But after she you was had said that, but like she's that he just finds these women you never know. I like looked at her and yeah, and that was that's what came up. And then even then, I had to go in and look at it. And yeah, she, she was the, the theater she's owner. kind of the main character. So and, well, no, she's really not. But <laughs> she's like kind of the main character. Her but not story, really. her story is like, like the central. drive. Yeah, it's like of yeah. Central. yeah. Um, and in, in in Underground Six or Six Underground, whatever it's called, she's actually super ba. She's she's a she's awesome. And the beginning of the movie, they're pulling a bullet out of her and she's still like shooting people and she's yelling at the, the surgeon. She's like, she's like, can you do that faster, please? <laughs> <laughs> That's so Michael Bay. It really is. It really is. Uh, it was just so much like, I think it was just kind of a, I don't know. I, it's proof to me that both Ryan Reynolds and Michael Bay, as great as they are, if left to their own devices, this was completely like, I'm going to sound like a movie critic right here. This was totally a self-indulgent exercise for them. Like, it wasn't... And you know what? Good for them. No, for sure. But, like, there's a whole... There's a... The camera pans to aviation uh, gin for, like, a solid four count at one point, <laughs> which is Ryan Reynolds' gin company that he owns. Uh, like, I mean, <laughs> they're at a bar, and he orders a martini, and, like, as he's ordering it, they're just focused solely on the aviation bottle. And <laughs> they're not even putting the camera on Ryan Reynolds talking, like... <laughs> oh, that's that's definitely the good stuff. Yeah, and and that's fine. That's all well and good. But it was it was certain. It's definitely a self indulgent. Exp- like, I bet the two of them got together when they were when they were like, let's just go as far out as we can, and they both were like, deal. Yeah, let's I'm do all that. in. Yeah. And Netflix, of course, is going <laughs> to... Have you seen the picture of Ryan Reynolds in, like, the background of one of the shots? He, like, has, like, a picture on social media. And, like, you can see, like, the outline of him in, like, a wide-angle shot of the movie. <laughs> it's pretty great. <laughs> you just know that, like... No one really... I feel like no one really cared, but they did this to have fun. And they're like, let's just make a really dumb action movie with lots of explosions. And that is... Ex- I, that's and we will finance it all ourselves so we can right. do whatever we want. Well, I'm sure that's why it's on Netflix. Is Netflix yeah. stepped in and said, guys, we'll write a giant check for this. Like, let us pay you to do this. 
Yeah, because they can't make any money anywhere else from it now. Yeah. So, like, I'm sure... I don't know, man. But, yeah, I definitely... I watched it, not sure what to expect, but not... I, I've decided I don't like Michael Bay movies. But I love Ryan Reynolds, and so... And now you know he can't carry anything on his own. No, no, that's not fair. I just... Now I know that if he doesn't have the help of the Hollywood machine, it's not going to be as good. So, I think that that's... Whatever the filter, whatever that magic filter is between what they make and what makes it onto the screen in Hollywood. It might just be just sheer number of people. It, it might be. It might just be the other producer who's like, whoa, I wrote a $40 million check and we're going to change this and this. And that might be all. I don't know. Or it might be like, oh, that's a little too far. Or it might even be Michael Bay purposely makes PG-13 movies so that he can make more money. But this, he got to make an R movie and he just went to, I don't like, I don't know. Whatever it is. It, it hurts the movie, like it gets way worse because of it. They need whatever that thing is, whatever it is. We're gonna jump out to a break. When we come back, we got more Nerd Thug Radio coming. Your way. Cox ATA is the leader in ATA martial arts with two convenient locations: one in Conroe, one in Magnolia. They offer courses for young adults, children, and senior citizens, and everything in between for people who are interested. In self-defense, taekwondo, or various other courses, be sure to check out the Facebook page if you're interested in Cox ATA Taekwondo. The Adventure Begins Comics, Games, and More is open on 1488 at 525 Woodland Square Boulevard. With comics, games, and everything nerd-related, The Adventure Begins is the one-stop nerd shop. On Saturdays, they alternate between having Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon, and coming up, they also have cosplay crafting and trivia nights and BYOB nights. They're currently offering a 10% discount for limited time, which will be valid for as long as you grab your books every month. Hi, this is Kevin Smith, former Dallas Cowboy, Texas A&M Aggie as well. And I want to say what's up to Nerd Thug Radio. What's up, Conroe? Welcome back to Nerd Thug Radio. We're hanging out here on 104.5 and 106.1, the sister stations. And we're streaming worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. Um, Nico, I know you got something you're going to tell us here about our friends at Cox ATA, right? Yep, Cox ATA Martial Arts leader in ATA Martial Arts, now with three convenient locations, one in Magnolia, one in Conroe, and one in the Woodlands. Boy, I messed up the order again. I'm all, I'm all out of sorts. Uh, no, but they're, uh, they're, a great, they're a great location. You want to get some martial arts done. They have all kinds of different courses. If you're three, if you're 93, they have all different, uh, they're very flexible with their, their courses. Uh, they have tons available. They have Tai Chi, Taekwondo, various other things that you can take. Self-defense. Self-defense. Mention Nerd Thug Radio. Get two free weeks of training. Oh, got the, yeah. Got the new year coming up. In this one strong. You got Christmas break. Kick off a few of the little bit of winter weight you may have built up. Yeah. And this is how you go. keep the winter weight away. You kick it away. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You got to be aggressive with it. That's right. Uh, no, but they're really they're really fantastic people. Mention Nerd Thug Radio. Get two free weeks of training. Uh they teach life skills. They build leaders. They leave. A legacy. Um, also, before we get too far into anything, we got to keep the lights on here. So I'll tell you guys about Adventure Begins, comics, games, and more also. Uh, right now, they want to remind everybody about their holiday hours. On Christmas Eve and New Year's Eve, they are going to be open 11 to 8 p.m. And then Christmas Day and New Year's Day, they will be closed. Um, I mean, that's. I think all people should be closed on both those days. Right. If your boss calls you to come in on New Year's Day, just hang up the phone. Just hang up the phone. 
Uh, Monday, December 16th from 6 to 8 p.m. is Awesome Trivia Night. They do this every couple of Mondays. And uh, they're prizing for first, second, and third place. And it's a BYOB event, so go next door to tap to get you some drinks, bring them over. It's a good time. Wednesday, December 18th from 6 to 10 p.m. is Demo Night, House of Danger and Petra. Uh, these are two different games, and they're going to have some fun stuff going on and handouts to everyone who participates. And then Thursday, December 19th, Magic the Gathering Booster Draft, Throne of Aladrin. Um, there's a lot, it's going to be $15, and there are still seats available, so you got to make sure to do that. They're having a Magic Friday Night Magic Commander Night. They're having a Commander Tournament Friday, December 20th. Starts at 7 p.m., $5 entry fee, single elimination tournament. Ooh, aggressive. That is aggressive. Can't mess up on those. And then, of course, Sunday, December 22nd is D&D Adventurers League from 4 to 8 p.m. Um, yeah, so there's a lot going on. The holidays are here. This is a great place to go and get a gift for your local nerd that you love. And if you don't have any nerds you love, you should just get a gift for me. I accept all things from Adventure Begins. Because if I don't like it, I'll just return it and get what I want. So, I mean, yeah, that works out for you, yeah, I guess. works out great for me. Uh, but anyway, that's the Adventure Begins comics, names, and more on 1488 right here in Conroe. Make sure to come by and say hello. Great place, family-friendly, well-lit. Come hang out. Um, so we're kind of wrapping up this episode here. And we are like a model of consistency. We've done over 250 episodes, is that correct? Yeah, we're on like 258 or 9, I don't remember exactly. All right, so we, we pretty much have nailed down this make-stuff-happen thing. Um, this is something that drives me crazy that happens in comic books all the time. Uh, but they're delaying X-Men numbers 5 through 7 are going to be postponed a little bit. And then J.J. Abrams' Spider-Man series that he's been writing with his kid, mm-hmm. the back half of the series has been pushed back 11 weeks. Oh. Mm. Like, how disappointing is that when something you're looking forward to announces a delay? It's the great hiatus. It's the well, great hiatus arc. Well, video games for you... Video games. They do it all the time. Oh, yeah. Well, they'll announce something and be like, winter 2020. And you're like, oh, that's pretty close. And then they're like, ah, just kidding. Winter 2022. And you're like, oh, that's nowhere near close. That that got way further all of a sudden. (laughs) Uh, Cyberpunk 2077 was supposed to initially, they had like a whole date. It was like October like 8th or something like that where they were like coming out October 8th. And then now it's it's early 2020. You're like, what happened from like, you know the day to now you've rolled all the way to the next year. Like, how does that happen? Uh, like, a lot of it is, like, de- the, the developmental, like, process. Like, something will, like, they'll have an idea and, like, a schedule where they're all working and everything's great and somewhere along the line of, like, because video games are such huge group projects, essentially. Like, yeah, somewhere messes up and then that pushes someone else back and that pushes someone else next back. Thing you know your little dry erase board just got lines all over it. Right. And then yeah, you're like, but if well, you're to the point that you're releasing a specific date, you know, not just fall. That's but my point. Like Tuesday at eight. Yeah. We're going to be there. Once you know that part, you've got to at least kind of. Well, that's the hope. I feel like a lot of times they're like, this is the day. And then. Like, as things get farther, they're like, all right, we, we still got to make it by this day. And then, and then all of a sudden, they're like, all right, we're just going to give up on this day. We're just going to have to, we're just going to have to say early next year. Yeah. And then, like, that's what, hap- that's what happens is a lot of people paint themselves into corners. That's why you don't really see that often. So it's, it's really upsetting because then that day will come and pass and then nothing happens. 
Looking at you, Kanye West. What happened? Release Yandi, I swear to God. <laughs> you are obsessed with that album. I hope he does release it, and I hope it's terrible. That's yeah, I what hope you deserve it. I hope point. it's terrible, but I just want it to be done because, like, the date, like, it was like, he was like, it's happening. Midnight, midnight, nothing, nothing, nothing. I had friends who stayed up all night for it. And then they're like, I'm so upset. I didn't even, <laughs> there's no new Kanye album. Now, you're from the era, though, of your pop culture came scheduled far in advance. Season finales, yeah. mid-season finales, the fam- the Star Wars movies. Were you into those at the time? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I was. And those came out years apart, right? Yeah. So, like, what, two, three years difference between them? Maybe even a little longer than that. I mean, I don't know the specific years, but maybe even longer than that. How do you deal with that? <laughs> How did you live like that? <laughs> yeah. How did we live like that? Well, I mean, I don't think you... Like, the Marvel movies, they announce, like, nine things, but it's all in, like, a four-year span. So, every six months, something happens, at least. It's been a while for right, right now, I guess. This has been the longest gap, and it's only been... Well, it's because they had to fight Thanos, and then he died. But they released two movies before the end of May. Yeah. So, like, okay, we've gone seven months, and it feels like forever. <laughs> it's been so long. So, like, what is that like back then? Indiana Jones comes out, and then, like, you start hearing they might make another one. Yeah, but you had life to deal with. You didn't have the internet. Yeah. You didn't have the, like, readily Is that what it is? Internet. Like, you didn't know that it was, it, you didn't know it was happening back then also? I think that, uh, I'm trying to remember. I mean, that that's what I would think is that, yeah, you didn't have the, the um you know, the, the, the time frame, or you didn't have the constant updates. So were you perpetually kind of surprised? Like when you would go to a movie theater and see previews, were you like, oh, they're going to make another one of those? Or like, did you already, like, how did it work back then? Like, did the papers announce they're making a new Star Wars or like? I mean, they probably did, but, you know, I was, you know, I mean, looking at here, honestly, I was four when A New Hope came out, you know, or, yeah, you know, so there's three years between New Hope Strikes Back and then three years before Return of the Jedi between them all. So you're only like 11 when it's all done. Yeah. 10. Yeah. Just I just turned 10 when it was all done. But I guess I just, part of it is I don't remember, but I think there wasn't, I mean, you didn't have trilogies. You know, I mean, I mean, other think about it, until I, to what, The Godfather? Did you really, I mean, was yeah. that a thing? There weren't a ton of them. It we wasn't. Ta- well, we talked about that when we talked about our like how crazy the Marvel Cinematic Universe is. Yeah. Like, it's insane to think that something would have even more than like two or three movies. Yeah, yeah, well, it is, and especially considering the old ones. You're right. Like, Back to the Future was such a weird thing. With that one, okay, so you must have some memories of that. That's kind yeah. of a little bit later. Yeah. What was that like? Where in the second movie they revisit the first one? Do you realize it because it's been a year? Do you even look at it and, and go, oh? We're back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you would. I, th- I think because you knew you couldn't just, um, you know, you, you you couldn't just pull it up on your phone and watch it anytime right. you wanted to. It's like when you watched it, you, like, paid attention. That's fair. So was going to the movies, like, a much bigger deal? I feel like we're talking about, like, discovering electricity or something. Yeah. I hate that we're doing this to you just because you're older. But, like, was it just kind of a what bigger... What was it like in the old days? Yeah. yeah. How did... Oh, let me tell you. When they handed you a photograph, were you blown away? Um, 
But like, is the guy it, is cranking the machine, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Were they really playing the piano during the movies? Yeah. Um, but so was it? I mean, is it just kind of a how much different now to then? Like, just the experience of like going to a movie theater now to then. I think the experience of seeing a movie. I mean, that the. Uh, Obviously, the luxury in that, uh, the, the chairs, all of that stuff have changed. The expectation when you go has changed. But just the act of going and seeing a movie is very similar. But just uh, you, I just do not remember you having the, you know, the, I mean, you, the, you got, you got, you know, you had your 6 o'clock local news. You had your, you know, 6.30 national news. And then you had, like, I grew up in Cleveland, so you had the Cleveland Plain Dealer, you know. And that, so you didn't have, I couldn't just, you know, I couldn't just, there was nowhere where I can just go and say. Consume more hey, media. Hey, Jimmy, when's, what's, where's George Lucas on the next Star Wars movie? Yeah. You know, until, until either an article came out or, um, you know, like the preview came out because it's coming out in like six months. You know, you just didn't. You didn't know. You didn't know. Until Golly. it was there. Can you imagine like finding out? Like you go in and in the previews like da 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 and you're like, What? And then they're like coming this winter and you're like, That's only five months away. That I feel like that's better in some respects than like, oh man, they're just casting people for this movie that's gonna come out in three years. Well, I mean, I'm looking at you, DC announcing a flash movie that we still don't have a writer or a director or anything or they oh, by the way, they just announced last week that it's back on track. Yeah, it's back on track after not existing for three months. For cool. Yeah. Thanks, guys. That was supposed to be right after Justice League. Yeah, it's been a little bit. It's been yeah. a little while. So again, so what would you rather do? Would you rather just not even know that? Just keep me in the dark. Just you tell think me. So? Yeah, do you think that's better? I think it's more interesting this way because you can see the decision making in real time. Yeah, but that's at the look. same time, you're wasting a lot you of energy. Say you're on wasting stuff. energy and care about stuff that. Let's face it, you know, Nick, none of the three of us sitting here are going to posit, going to affect what's happening anyway. That's true. And in the we meantime, did talk about you're Gambit just, you're for just like talking about how much your life sucks because, oh, I didn't even, I didn't even know there was a Flash movie was supposed to come out, but Nico's over here obsessed about it. And this is you know, you know what I mean? And yeah, in, no. in the meantime, his life sucks because Flash hasn't been released yet, and I'm over here happily happily ignorant, ignorant yeah, because I, I probably wouldn't see it anyways. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. We did cover the Gambit movie extensively as it it's as it was to went through, but I I also maintained the perfect record that it was never going to happen. I, I never wavered from that. They were never going to make the Gambit movie. Uh, all right, we're going to jump out here. Everybody, thank you for listening. Have a great Monday. Merce Rich, thanks for coming yes, by. Yes, yes. We're going to have you back on on Thursday, or on Friday, I mean, to do the top three with us. Uh, on behalf of little brother Nico and myself and Cox ATA and the adventure begins, same nerd thug time, same nerd thug channel. The Adventure Begins Comics, Games, and More is open on 1488 at 525 Woodland Square Boulevard. With comics, games, and everything nerd-related, The Adventure Begins is the one-stop nerd shop. On Saturdays, they alternate between having Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon. And coming up, they also have cosplay crafting and trivia nights and BYOB nights. They're currently offering a 10% discount for limited time, which will be valid for as long as you grab your books every month. Cox ATA is the leader in ATA martial arts with two convenient locations, one in Conroe, one in Magnolia. They offer courses for young adults, children, and senior citizens, and everything in between for people who are interested in self-defense, taekwondo, 
or various other courses, be sure to check out the Facebook page if you're interested in Cox ATA Taekwondo. Hey, Haywood Jeffries, former Houston Oilers wide receiver on Nerd Thug Radio.